As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. It is the Bull Thigh Bowl. Yep, he's here. Welcome to Sixers Talk. I'm Danny Pommels along with uh, Handsome Paul, Poetic Paul. He's got a story up on our website right now on why this Elton Brand draft was a little quirky. We will get into that shortly. Uh, Paul, a reminder to everyone out there to please subscribe and rate Sixers Talk wherever you listen to podcasts. NBC Sports, Philadelphia.com is the easiest place for you to do that. We are brought to you by your local Tri-State Buick dealers. On today's episode, I mentioned Paul discussing, and along with me, of course, what happened, what transpired at the 76ers draft night. Paul was at the practice facility until the wee hours of the morning. Um, I left here at the station around 1.30, so... You were probably still on your way home at that point. No, so actually, I got I left around one thirty, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I didn't sleep. When I, got home. <laughs> I was writing when I got home. Hey, so he's that. a hard worker, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's why we love to have him here as a co-host of this podcast. We will also delve into just what we're getting with Matisse Thibel, and uh, yeah, they orchestrated a trade with the Boston Celtics for someone from Washington again. Mm. Um, I hope. A guy who has trouble shooting, so <laughs> did you just try to get over that and process that and digest it? <laughs> um, also, I'm curious about just how this sets up the 76ers for free agency because Elton Brand with some choice words that really foreshadowed something he's going to have to pay off. We'll get into that. As well as, you know what, Paul? I'm trying to figure out just – what is my favorite snack food that was at the Sixers practice facility last night? Because there was a lot of good, delicious stuff there. There um, was. It was quite, quite the spread. I think I would have threw like some meatballs on a piece of bread, a little sauce or something. Or uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, I didn't go too nuts. You know, I, I had a little chicken, chicken, chicken parm cutlet and uh, some asparagus because you know got to get those Look greens at in. You. Yeah, Carrie would be proud. Yeah, but, she would be. And um, I threw down a coffee and a donut there too. But sh- but you need the sugar to fuel you. <laughs> exactly. But. It's not Sixers talk without a little food, um, especially if I'm here. <laughs> but um, did I'll start with this? Did Elton Brand get hoodwinked, led astray, run amok by the Boston Celtics? Because yeah. you know where I'm going. <laughs> the Sixers traded up in the draft from 24 to 20. They included the 33rd overall pick to Boston, where they selected. Oh well, they selected. Carson Edwards. Your guy, Carson yeah, Edwards, with yeah. the 33rd overall yeah, pick. My That's guy. right. So, right before the Sixers selected the 34th pick, they picked 33rd overall. You tweeted about it last night, Paul, that apparently the Sixers promised Matisse Thibel that he would be picked. He shut down his pre draft workouts early because of that. Did the Sixers tip their hand? It seemed like Elton Brand was really avoiding that question after he came out to speak following all the Sixers' picks. The short answer is yes, he tipped his hand. He absolutely tipped his hand. Ah, I want to take it back. Danny Ainge taking advantage ah, of the wet yeah. behind the ears GM. <laughs> I want to take it back to when – so 
at the combine, all of a sudden Thibel leaves, right? That's that's what that's what happens, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's got a promise." Everyone knew, like, he's got a promise. The heavy speculation was the Oklahoma City Thunder. Why not let that perpetuate and fester and and like throw because a little smoke screen? It, well, I'll get to that because mm-hmm. there was a smoke screen out there. So, the fear is if you're the Sixers, if you don't make him this promise, he goes through workouts and all that. Someone else falls in love with him like you did, and they t- they tr- they trade up, they do whatever, they take him. Danny Ainge, he sniffed it out. He whether it was deductive reasoning, whether it was him just maybe getting word of it, he sniffed it out. He found out that the Sixers were hot on Thibault and that they were going to take him. Elton Brand said he initiated the phone call. Yeah, I don't I I don't even know. I don't want to get into that. Okay. He might have initiated the phone call, but maybe he initiated the phone call because he heard that Danny Ainge was going to take Thibel. And let's be realistic. Where the hell would Matisse Thibel fit on the Boston Celtics? You have Jason Tatum. You have Jalen Brown. Where does Matisse Thibel fit? And supposedly Marcus Morris, a guy they got to make a decision about. Yeah, and Marcus Smart. Yeah, Marcus Smart. Is there. Like, where where would Matisse Thibel even fit? So, Ainge had no interest in actually drafting Matisse Thibel. None. So he clearly did this move just to squeeze that extra pick out of the Sixers. So there, I'll say this. It's not good. It's a bad look. It's a bad look that Elton Brand, that, that he showed his hand and, and it was and it got called out by another GM. That's not good. Reminiscent of when Sam Hinkie did that to the Orlando Magic once, in upon, a t- once upon a time. Sam Hinkie had no interest in Elford Payton, right. but he knew the Magic wanted him. So we found a way to get a second first-round pick out of it. Now, in this case, it's a second-round pick, so it's not as bad. Obviously, they took a guy that I really loved in Carson Edwards. Did the Sixers love him, though? That, that's the part I'm know. trying to – Yeah, because – Did the Sixers love – let's let's go back for a second. Did the Sixers love anybody in the second round? Hey, you know what? I, I foreshadowed – I talked about the foreshadowing that Elton Brand put out there, and he said that basically, to paraphrase, there's something up – something else is coming down sure. the pipe. Um, another shoe is about to drop. We'll see what that is. He basically said that something else is about that. You happen. couldn't have taken one more player. You're telling me there was not a player. Well, first, you're, if you're telling me this, you're a liar. That there is wasn't a player at 34 that could help this bas- that could possibly help this basketball team this season. Man, Kevin Porter got picked. What three picks? He was 30, oh, but he couldn't help this year. But that was a smokescreen, by the way, because the report came out that they were looking at Little and Porter when they were not. They had no interest in, in the Little and Porter. They wanted Thibault. They wanted Thibault, but... They were trying to throw people off to think that they didn't want Thibault, but they wanted Thibault. But when I look at the roster, I think about, you know, all the scuttlebutt I hear about maybe D'Angelo Russell, you know... Can I finish my sentence, please? Can I finish my (laughs) sentence? I just hear the scuttlebutt about D'Angelo Russell, you know, uh, wanting to team up possibly with, you know, Ben Simmons, his former high school teammate, that he and Jimmy Butler, D'Angelo Russell and Jimmy Butler have had conversations. You hear that the Sixers might be meeting with Kawhi Leonard. There, there, there's enough going on around this organization. They position themselves among the basketball elite enough that this is becoming a free agent destination. A 100,000-square-foot practice facility, a team with back-to-back 50-win seasons, um, I don't see any situation where free agents wouldn't want to come here. And that seems to be what Elton is alluding to, that he's carving out space for these plug-and-play guys. Maybe if, if once again, you're, you're a running back guy, and I'm a running back guy too, I think, by 
Conversion? Just de facto, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like falling into it. But you, you're running back guy. So if we're running it back, JJ, uh, Joel, uh, Jimmy, Tobias, Ben, Mike, uh, Mike Scott, James Ennis, Ben Simmons, that's seven, eight guys right there. You only get 15 total slots. Uh, we haven't talked about Shake, Jonah, uh, Zaire. Zaire Smith. Zaire. Uh, you bringing in these two draft picks as well. So I, I think Elton's making a good point. I mean, I don't know what he's going to do with a million bucks extra cash. I don't know if that's going to get you Kawhi Leonard or help you sign DeMarcus Cousins or you know some other free agent that's hanging around out there. But you got something to say. Taking Eric Paschal at 34 doesn't prohibit you from doing anything that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And if you decide, if you if you go in the free agency, second-round picks get non-guaranteed. They are not guaranteed to get contracts. If you draft Eric Paschal, and for some reason, whatever he would sign would prohibit you from getting Kawhi Leonard, bye-bye Eric Paschal. You're done. You just let him walk. Thanks for coming. Like or you trade his rights because someone, player, someone not would guaranteed. take him because he is a useful basketball player who is twenty who's going to be twenty three years old who could play right away who's on, been on national championship basketball teams and so, who has an NBA body like that guy can help you right now and supposedly fits the mold of the older more mature player exactly. defensive stalwart that uh, Elton Brand had alluded to that he wanted someone who. He wanted guys who, like you said, he could look wanted to help Brett Brown be able to put guys on the team that he could look down the bench and know, hey, I got that guy who can score, I got that guy who can play defense, and I can put him in the lineup and he'll give me what I need in that regard. Um, getting back to the tipping his hand point, you know, this is his first draft as an NBA player. You, you know, they we talked about the Markel Fultz trade a little bit. You know, with that that was Jerry Colangelo and Danny Ainge. Was Danny preying on us? Did, did he did he, he smell blood in the everybody. water? He's a snake. The man prays <laughs> he on like everybody. my dad. But dude, my but, dad hates him. He and, swears he's the you, worst well, listen, sucker a, punch player. I have an uncle who is a huge Celtics fan. Right. So I got to every time the Celtics make a trade or sign somebody. And I've heard does he text you? How, how many times they were getting Anthony Davis? How many times? <laughs> oh, oh, this is fine. They're, it's just because they're going to get Anthony Davis. No, okay. Like that's that's him, but he's always like it's always like oh well, they're getting Jimmy Butler, so it's fine. Oh, they're getting Paul George, so it's Boston fine. Boston fans and All Philly fans time. are equally right. passionate. So that's what like, but that Danny Ainge does this to everybody, and that's why Danny Ainge has a reputation of kind of man, and that's why a lot of people don't want to deal with him, and that's why maybe some players don't necessarily want to come to Boston. So did Elton Brand think that he was in the catbird seat and could? kind of maneuver Deke, El- Deke Danny Ainge? Uh, what, did he feel like, hey, I just got to get rid of these picks anyway, so if he wants it, he'll take it? He tried to make it seem like it was like a cost of doing business type of thing. Like, well, that's, if you want to move up, this is what you have to do. But I'm not buying that. I will give Elton this. As much as Danny Ainge took advantage of him, I do believe that. I do believe Danny Ainge took advantage of the situation. I still give credit to Elton for this. If you see a player that you love, that you look at him and you say, yes, I love this kid. I love everything about him. He's going to be a perfect fit for my basketball team. And you really want him over any guy in that range. Go get him. Go get him. Mm-hmm. And you know what? A second and – and you know, Danny, is there anyone you know that loves Carson Edwards more? <laughs> <laughs> like, I love Carson Edwards. Right. But it's a second-round pick. 
And I don't know if Carson Edwards is going to be great. He's six feet tall. He can shoot the hell out of the ball. He can score. I don't know how he's going to translate on defense because of his height. I don't know how that's going to work. He might honestly be Terry Rozier. Like, that might be the kind of player he winds up being. Right. Which is, like, fine. And we know it's how you fine... feel about Terry Rozier. Oh, I, yeah. I, that's a whole other but, conversation. But the point being. What? He went out and got the guy he liked. And it's a second-round pick at the end of the day. And they're not as valuable as maybe we're thinking they are just because of how it all turned out. So it's not as if he gave up this tremendous, unbelievable upset. He gave up a second-round pick. I mean, give the kid his due. The ball thigh ball is he can play three and a half steals a game, led the nation. I think he was 18th in blocks at the head of a, excuse me, a zone. He was doing all that, and he prides himself on defense. This dude ain't a slouch. No. They got the best defender in the draft. That's nothing to shake a stick at. But at the same time, you look at Elton Brand and you think about he's throwing words around like optionality, which which bring about, you know, remembrance of Sam Hankey and things like that. This wasn't very Hankey-esque at all. There weren't any assets that I think that he was able to maneuver and position. Now, wait, you know – there's another shoe to drop, as I mentioned. So free agency is coming. There could be, you know, something in the works that makes this all make sense, like Elton said. But at the same time, maximizing your moments, uh, taking advantage of the opportunities you have seems to be the order of the day. I was a little disappointed that they didn't quite, I felt like, maximize those other four picks outside of Thibault. I agree. Like I said, one more useful NBA player could have been had, I felt like, in the second round. They got T.J. Warren, Indiana did, for cash. For pick 32, right? And, yeah. and cash. Right. I mean. T.J. Warren's not a bad player. Yeah. I, I would like to look. Yeah. I mean, if I. Uh, ten, $10 million a year, though, you don't want to take. As the Sixers, you don't yeah, want to take that. You don't want to take for, that. Or Indiana, sure. Like, right. that's a fine. Like, he take a, take a shot on him. He can score the basketball. He makes $10 million a year. If they lose Bogdanovich, not a terrible pickup. I thought. So Noah Levick, our uh, phenomenal Sixers reporter here, who uh, was with me all night and with me all morning, right. uh, f- felt like I have not gotten to be able to get away from the guy. But he did. Uh, he wrote a <laughs> great story uh, that you can read on NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com, the My Teams app, and basically kind of saying a lot of what you're saying, Danny. Where it's there's more than one way. Like Elton Brand made a big deal about championship aspirations. That was the term he used. That was the big thing he kept saying. There's more than one way to build a championship team. One of those ways is with draft picks. Even if a guy doesn't work out, and I get they're all in this year as they should be. They right. should be a cha- they should be doing everything the they possibly can yeah. to be a championship team. Ellen Brand himself said on Tuesday, "I am also looking for talent for two years from now." Well. You didn't take anybody else in the second round. So you have Thibel and you have Mariel Sheik, and that's it. And I don't even know if Shea is going to be – like I don't, maybe if they convert Sheik's contract, maybe Sheik gets a two-way. But, right. like, there's a strong chance he's not here. He's not with the Sixers. Um, so it's it's just confusing to me, again, why – like, there, there's more than one way to build a championship team, and I don't understand why you couldn't have taken at least – one useful player. Yeah, it was puzzling, but I am willing to give Elton Brand the benefit of the doubt. I do feel like he has a pulse on the league. I think 
he values his reputation and the reputation of the team. So e- even though he might have got bamboozled. Hoodwinked. Yeah. Um, even though he might have got the wool pulling over his eyes. I'm liking this analogy train I'm on right now. I'm <laughs> really going. feeling keep, it right give now. Give me another one. Um, even though he might have got uh, the old banana in the tailpipe <laughs> from the Boston Celtics. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm Team Elton. I'm Team Elton. Sugar in the um, gas tank. Yeah, man. I, I'm Team Elton. I, I feel like, you know, I, I like the Mike Scott deal particularly because that reflected his experience as a player coming into play as his as being a front office member, and that you're not getting that with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Who you know, you know. All due respect to all the GMs that are out there. You know, Daryl Morey or whoever you want to name. You're not getting that with with those guys because they point. haven't been in the locker room. Um, so I'm I'm, I'm kind of holding out hope that he will deliver on that that promise, but at the same time, I'm Team Hanky in that I bought hmm. into the process. This is the first time the Sixers have picked outside of the top seventeen picks since two thousand seven when they picked Daquan Cook. Daquan, uh, yeah, Cook. yeah, trash. Exactly. <laughs> Put him in the blender, you get bum juice. So, I I, I think that. Uh, I, I want I, it's it's just past pain from drafts that I, you know I go into this one I'm like oh, uh, it's, you it's are a, scarred a little underwhelming I have to yeah, be man I'm scarred. jaded I, I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit I'm triggered you know <laughs> I, I feel seen a little bit you know what I mean because it's like you know you go in with these high hopes and you know being at the draft last year and and, and the way the Sixers were able to you know pull out Zaire Smith by moving Michael. Uh, bridges and get a draft pick and you know things like I, I just thought that it, it was more uh, in line with what I come to enjoy with Sam Hinkie and his thinking with the assets and then the whole Brian Colangelo thing I was lukewarm on and here's Elton Brand of somebody who I've always thought deserved an opportunity so I won't beat it to death but I just feel like um, I was a little underwhelmed I love your thought though the idea of Elton Brand because of him being a former player and a quite recognizable former player. That's juicy player. to me. That's really yeah, juicy. number one overall nope. pick. Right. He was an all-star player, really good. You do wonder if that does play a, a factor. When you see these like these kids that are playing now, these guys that are playing now, like Kawhi Leonard probably grew up watching Elton Brand play basketball. Right. So, And also, you know, he's a West Coast kid. Uh, he probably saw Elton Brand playing for the Clippers. So you wonder if little stuff like that, even though it's not – the be all end all, uh, uh, you know. At the end of the day, money talks and all that. It's something. It's not nothing to have a guy like that in the front office that has that kind of cachet, that has that reputation, and, and has that behind him. I will say this: I don't want to call the draft underwhelming for this reason. I love Matisse Thybulle. I think he's really good, and I think he's going to help this team immediately. The shot, I am a little worried. I'm a little worried because he, but. There is more evidence to support that he can shoot than he than than that he can't. His first three seasons, he was just a tick below forty percent. Last year, he was right around thirty. So he definitely definitely went down. Yeah, he definitely went down in that regard. But guess what? Eighty five percent from the line last year, though. So it's not. Forgive me for saying it, Sixers fans. It's not broken. The shot is not broken. It is there still. And and we're just looking for maybe that. Corner three. No, and that's yeah. you know what, and that's the thing today, Danny. When he talked today, that I loved more than anything about him. Any, pro- I love guys with self awareness, and he's the kind of guy. He he was confident, 
but he was self-aware. He understood this is what I'm gonna listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna play defense and I'm gonna hit threes. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are all stars, they're great players. They're gonna do their thing. They're gonna get I'm gonna be open from the corner. I gotta bang it home every time. I gotta cash out, as Mike Scott would say, every time I get a corner three. So in that regard, I love the pick. I love the fit for him. We talked an awful lot, Danny, in, in podcasts about their pick and roll defense and how terrible their their perimeter defense was at times. Well, guess what? You got, as you mentioned, probably the best perimeter defender in the draft, the best defender in college basketball last season. I know some people are concerned about the zone because that did inflate his stats, his, his steal and block numbers. But if you go back, and he even mentioned this, he played man early in his college career and still had pretty damn good steal and block numbers. So it's there. He's got long arms. He's got good feet. He's Australian a connection. Really good athlete. He does. He was seven years, I think, he spent in Australia. Mm-hmm. So he's got a lot of things you really like, and a lot of things that I think align perfectly with this team. And here's the other thing, Danny. He wants to be here. He wanted to be here. That's why he shut it down with the when they promised him. He's like, hell yeah, I want to come to Philly, and he shut it down so he could come here. So that's like everything about this kid. I like, and I like it here, and I think the fans should too. We will get into how this all plays out regarding free agency because July 1st is going to be here before you know it. Don't but we will uh, get a first a word from Buick. Visit your local Tri-State Buick dealers. Experience the new Buick lineup of craftsmanship and luxurious styling. And speaking of luxurious styling, that uh, explosion that was in South Philly last night, that was not the Sixers' uh, front office blowing things up. What that was was really the team getting themselves together and getting ready for this free agency push because I feel like there's some things happening behind the scenes that are positioning them to possibly push themselves even further toward the top of the heap uh, in the NBA. So a friend of mine sent me this lineup. I mentioned D'Angelo Russell earlier. I already don't like it if you're going to say D'Angelo and Russell. And you're going to still listen to it anyway. <laughs> he and Ben play high school ball together. Uh, reportedly, D'Lo and Jimmy Butler have a relationship. Ben Simmons, D'Lo, Jimmy Butler, one of the Mars twins, uh, Miritich, Thad, some type of stretch for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Joel and B. Your thoughts? I have no idea how you can mesh D'Angelo Russell into this team offensively. Plays off the ball, can shoot. He can't play. Have, do you? Did you watch D'Angelo can, Russell play basketball? I did. This he year? can catch and shoot. He he can come off. Screens. Is that his game? Is that what he does? He is a ball dominant guard. He is yeah. a ball dominant guard. So how is that going to work? Well, hopefully Ben is developing some of his off the ball skills. Maybe he can be a point forward more. You know, have he's got to be able to share the ball ben is with significantly Jimmy. Significantly better passer than D'Angelo Russell. Significantly. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, so you, it's actually, honestly, I would say that I think Jimmy Butler's a better passer than D'Angelo. You got Russell. Ben on the floor with three. You had in Joel four other guys who can knock down outside shots. It provides versatility for the starting five. You bring a thigh bowling off the bench. Zaire Smith. You got two lockdown defenders coming in off the bench. Who's your backup center in that case? Um. To me, we will address that in free agency. Okay. I would much right. rather have a veteran presence sure. in those 15 minutes, when 20 minutes, when or whatever, 18 minutes when Joel isn't on the floor, than I would rather have, you know, uh, Bull Bull 
you know, there. I also am not sure that that lineup – I don't know. If you bring back Jimmy, I don't know how realistic that is. Of what? Because De, D'Angelo can get the max somewhere. How? So I don't know if financially you could – I mean, I don't have it all in front of me, and the CBA is – You know what is, I'm trying to get at? This is what I'm trying to get at. All right. I'm trying to get at what Elton Brand is thinking. Okay. What What is coming down the pike, and how is that going to make this team better? Because the window is shrinking – specifically money-wise, because they're not going to be able to, be able to keep all these guys happy money-wise unless the cap goes up a lot more than, than it is right now. So if Elton is anticipating the next move, he's thinking a few moves ahead. If In actuality, he didn't care that Danny Ainge had that extra pick because he's got oh, something sure. up his sleeve. What is that something of his sleeve? How is the best way, considering the NBA landscape right now, for this team to get better? Who 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 are the players? How do they reposition things? Do they bring back JJ? Do they need to keep this nucleus together because they haven't had a core outside of Joel and Ben? You know, it, you you could put JJ. This will be his third year here. He's part he's part of the core, right? At this sure. point, um, how how do they keep the core together and still add and and improve the team? What are you there's, thinking? What is Elton thinking? There's a couple layers. Let's of this. peel them back, man. Well, so one, Woj, this banana. Woj get... drops out of nowhere on the broadcast that Kawhi could possibly take a meeting with the Sixers, which shocked me. And your ears perked up. Oh yeah. Yeah. How the guy might be the best player in the did NBA. You, did you see this photo on social media of him coming out of the Home Depot? Yes. Did you moving see, boxes. Moving boxes. How how bold is that? You just. You just go into the Home Depot and buy him moving boxes. He's just boxes? doing work. You don't, dude. Danny, he's not pro, like he's programmed. He's just doing. He's just <laughs> getting boxes. Must get boxes. Like that's that's all he's thinking, dude. Like, yeah. but what it do, so, baby? So I worry. I do worry that if you spend time on Kawhi, what that means for everything else. I I don't see that as being realistic. I don't see him coming here. I, is LA, Kawhi going to LeBron us? Is, is he going to? Say he's taking a meeting with us. See, I th- he's I not there. Four hours later, signs with somebody else. But if he does that, as long as he does it in a timely fashion, I don't care. I can't if be used as leverage. Exactly. Like, don't leverage me. Well, he's not. Here's the thing, though. Leverage is useless because no one. The Raptors can offer him the most money. Right. Everyone else can offer him the same amount. So like, you're not. There's no real no leverage. It's a matter of where. It's at that point. If he does not want to go back to Toronto, it is not about money at that point. It is about where he wants to play and where he will be happy. So, that's complicated. That's a complicated question because that dude. I does anyone know how he feels or what he wants? It also it also determine how they structure a the contract. You know what I mean? It could be. Yeah, but even the NBA, it's pretty. The CBA, man, like it's pretty cut and dry. Like what you can offer guys and what you can do. Like it's not. Did we ever get a ruling on the Kawhi and Dine stuff? Is that a, <laughs> is that legal? Is that can, can we bring people in? Uh, can, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> imagine, imagine it, us offering him all a Passyunk Avenue to him. You know what I mean? It's just he could just go up and but down and that. have his way. You know, I don't think he wants that. At least it doesn't right. seem like he wants that. I don't know what he wants. Like he's just he's a complicated dude. How would he know. fit here? You bring it back, Jimmy and Kawhi. No, you just bring it back. If, so if you get Kawhi, I don't. I don't I'm just. We're do, talking about this. We're no, here. No, no, we're no, here. We are. We might as well. We're no, here. No, no. Hey. We're talking about it. It's Kawhi on the Sixers. It's let's. Wo- it's we talked about LeBron on the Sixers <laughs> last year. So let's just right. think about it. What, what, totally what would that look like? Well, if you bring, if you get Kawhi, you don't bring back Jimmy. You don't bring back Tobias. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. No, but you don't. Kawhi Leonard, again, arguably the best player in the NBA right now. 
you put him with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, you then you build the depth around him. You sign like a Patrick Beverly to give you some defense from the point. You sign a legitimate backup center, and you you go for it. That to me, that's what it would be if you're getting Kawhi Leonard. You're not you're not worried about re. re I mean, maybe like if Jimmy's interested to play with Kawhi. I consider it. Jimmy's the old girlfriend, not, man. At that, Jimmy's the. I still got a little thing for her. You know what I mean? Jimmy's I, the. I love Jimmy. Listen, I. I, it, I ultimately don't. I don't see Kawhi coming here. I really don't. No, I don't either. Ultimately, I. It's fun to talk about, though. Sure, absolutely. What I see is uh-huh. when you talk about <laughs> uh, when you talk about Elton Brand and what he needs to do and what and how to improve the team. The best option, and it's the option I think he's had all along, mm-hmm. is to run it back. Run it back. You figure out the backup center situation. And then what you need is you need Joel Embiid to be healthy and take a leap, take an extra step, and you need Ben Simmons to do the same thing. And then you need and then Tobias Harris, I listen, Tobias Harris has improved every year he's been in the NBA. So I expect him to come back even better than he was last year. Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler. You know what you're getting out of Jimmy. So I mean, that's that that that's fine. You know that he's going to kind of do his thing during the regular season, then the playoffs are going to start, and he's going to be different. And that's fine. I, I'm perfectly okay with that. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Kobe Bryant once described Dwight Howard a certain way. Mm. It was four letters. Soft. Mm. Tobias Harris isn't soft, is he? No. No, oh, no. He's not, he's not soft, Can't is he? Can't go there. Can't I, I go mean – I want winners. Mike Singletary. The guy's played in a – this is his second postseason he's ever played in his life. It's not his fault. We, we don't have time for excuses, man. The it's not an excuse. Closing. It's a reality. Windows closing, man. All right. I, I just feel like they can use the Tobias. I, Mar- I want Marcus Listen, Mars. I respect. want Marcus Mars. With that's, that's what I want. What has Marcus Morris won? But we need uh, an MC Light roughneck. We need – we can't – Mike Scott. He doesn't play I enough minutes. No he's not even – He ain't even in the starting lineup. Yeah, but that's you. But you don't need a guy like that in your starting lineup. You just need a guy like that. I get. I understand what you're saying. You need you like need just Joel. I, mean, I brought him the last part. Joel can't be everything. He can't be the MVP, defensive player of the year, the scoring threat, the trash talker, the enforcer. He can't be everything. That's yeah, what so I'm saying. what's wrong with bringing in a guy like Mike Scott off your bench who who takes on that role? I see nothing wrong with that. And Jimmy. And Jimmy has a little bit of that in him for sure. Oh yeah, a lot of that. Yeah. You saw it in the Brooklyn series. <laughs> <laughs> you saw it against the Clippers. Him and Pat Bev mixing up, too. or is it Avery Bradley? It's him and Avery Bradley mixing it up, right? Yeah. When he got ejected. Yeah. No, Jimmy's not afraid to do that crap. I mean, it's it's great. Is it? It's not crap. Stuff. Stuff. Um, I think I want to talk about the spread. Okay. Um, I was here, like I said, until the wee hours of the morning. Kevin Flatley, our uh, chief photographer here, comes back. I said, how was the spread? He starts running down the meatballs, mm-hmm. the chicken parm, the, you know, the donuts, all the – and, you know, these aren't regular donuts. They probably had, like, the Sixers logo on they them did. or something. Or, the Sixers yeah, look, 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 I know, I know, yeah. <laughs> and what was your go These the chicken parm you went so to? So I went chicken parm, a little asparagus on the side. Okay. Um, there was some pasta salad. There was uh, like some form of lasagna. They had these little cheesesteak empanada johns. Oh, mm. mm-hmm. see, you're holding yeah, out on uh, me, bro. Yeah, so are tasty. we talking egg rolls or empanadas? No, they're like empanadas, uh, not, not quite egg rolls. Yeah, so, so the meat has room to breathe in there. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. yeah. It was, uh, Pillowy. Yeah, oh, it was. I'm sorry. Is, it was, am I going on a tangent? It, I'm sorry. It was a lifer. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I guess I should have came to the practice facility. Yeah, why didn't you? Because um, I was here. I was have fun, man. burning the midnight oil. Um, but at, all in all, 
Um, if we had to put a grade on the Sixers draft night, uh, Outs- food grade. food not included, like leave the food out. That's an a a plus. You're gonna make me grade it. I, well, I just want to th- I want to see. Uh, we gotta get, bring the people the truth. We can't just sugarcoat it. Right. And I want to know how the Sixers beat writer, the guy who's there all the time. You know, you have your expert troll game on social media where you're, you're batting a thousand against these guys who are coming for your neck. <laughs> I want to hear how poetic Paul would grade the Sixers draft night. Oh my God, a C plus. Woo! And they get they only get the plus because I love Thibel. Now, will that grade increase after s- something yeah, that if- foreshadowed by Elton Brand happens in free agency? Well, you say, well, yeah, well, you know yes, what? They yes. position themselves on draft night to do this, and that right. means that that so was actually if they wind up running it back and bringing everybody back and 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 getting a couple guys on exceptions, what have you, and, and he he works the cap to a T, he does everything perfectly. Then yeah, then it's then it's more like an A minus, honestly, like because then you you set yourself up for success going forward. Until that happens, though, as, as it stands, you've missed out on useful basketball players. You have a Matisse Thibel. That's the other thing. So Elton if, said we don't have time to be teaching these kids. I, we don't have the time to be bringing these guys along, man. Yeah, but yet he, he drafted an 18-year-old kid last year. But, yeah, but he doesn't have time. Anyway, I'm just saying. Oh, no, 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 no. That, was, that wasn't all Elton. That was Brett Brown was at the helm at that time. All right. But still, Elton was, on the, well, Elton was in the room. Shout out to the Sixers front office, Mark Eversley, uh, Ned Cohen, who helped orchestrate this thing. Vince Rosman, who we talked to an awful lot at the pre-draft workshop. I have, I, See, that's the other thing, Danny. What? Tell me. I feel personally upset because I oh. attended so oh. many freaking draft workshops. Oh, you wasted your time, you feel like. Yeah, d- of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to all these dudes well, we who had no, apparently no, had no chance no, of being in Philadelphia. No, we would not have had these incredible even, podcasts without all, all, all your vast Stiebel. knowledge. I didn't even get to talk to Matisse Thibel, and that's the only guy. They, they had Shiok in, like, the second he was like the second pre-draft workout, and that was it. Like we get to talk to this. Gosh, I could have spent my time doing other things, Danny. You could have. I got a life. I got things I got to do. You know. That's got, hey, bro. The, the, that's what the trenches are. In the trenches, man. <laughs> Paul Hudrick. He's not just a pretty face, man. Um, hey, we appreciate you tuning in here to Sixers Talk. Um, I do have to take a moment to stake, say uh, goodbye, good luck to our producer, Stephen Jung, who is headed to Greener Pastures. Um, he is a talented gentleman, and he will be affecting um, a few things on the national level. I'll leave it at that. So, uh, Stephen, thank you for all of your input. Thank you, Stephen, and, very, very uh, much. I will have Paul buy you a, a adult beverage or two because um, he's good at picking beer. So, but uh, but thank you though. Seriously, I appreciate it, man. It's Very good much to know so. you, and we will be in touch for uh, years to come. But uh, thank you for listening to Sixers Talk. I'm Danny Pommels for Paul Hudrick. Reminder to subscribe and rate Sixers Talk wherever you listen to podcasts. Hope you had a good time. We did as well. Have a great weekend. We will see you soon. And uh, on the flip side, take care. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.